welcome to Sagar Sagar Blah 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 with Billy Flanagan and Pearl Pitchfork-Lynch. Hello. I think you look perfectly washed. Side by side. Side by side in a pair of tight slicks. Not as hot as you look. So, um, I don't think I've ever spoken to another man so much without them being in the room as I am or live. Like, yeah. I usually avoid phone conversations. <laughs> it's just very strange. I feel like I've got back into like a, a method of communication that I'm kind of outgrown. Because it, it's through an app that you can phone call. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to think <laughs> about it. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable talking to people. Fair enough. <laughs> right. Firstly, let's just go through the sponsors. Very quickly, so we've got Puppet Ladies, uh, Danny Johnson, kindly sponsors us, and they've got a beer called Fever. Mm. How does Concern for him, isn't it? But yeah, yeah. Um, I can imagine thinking, "Oh, this is like great beer for a job." Then they are supposed to be playing uh, Sunday, Tuesday, and kick off against Sheffield Wednesday. Who know that the oldest football club in the world, Sheffield yeah. Wednesday, is that Sheffield Wednesday? Because it's a rugby jersey, is that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so gates open one pm and tickets uh, tickets are available online at Coffee Stick. Now, to say I don't know whether or not I'm going to go is probably an understatement. I still advertise it. Uh, it's just something I read on the whole Daily Mail's website. But it's an you interesting know, you know, point. Yeah. I, I won't comment on their reliability. <laughs> well, the sport is fine. I think it's just <laughs> badly broadcast. Yeah, uh, bad broadcast. But the normal story. I earned 20 grand working from home. This is how I did it. <laughs> anyway, without falling into crude <laughs> stereotypes, um, obviously, they, obviously, we continue to support the Pit Ladies, um, and they, they got a draw at the top of the league against Forest last week. They were 2 0 up as well. Wow. And just continuing, so. like, just without those legends, it's just been a fairly decent start. Decent yeah, to be fair. Better wins, two draws, two mm. clinch. Yeah. Decent start. Steady away. Um, we've also got Stanford coming for football. Um, uh, it's just they're in the Queen's League League Two. So they're going to be sixth, so that's very decent. Uh, and it talks about representing your club and just the pay that Stanford lacks there, which is fantastic. That's and a very short repetition on that bit there, Tom. It is, isn't it? Um, a bit overwhelming, if I'm honest. <laughs> I'll move it down. <laughs> there we go. Uh, and also we've got Patreons, so... Danny Nicol, Ewan Jones, Adam Brown, Adam Run, Alex O'Neill, Micah Fan, and Aaron Bell, um, all of whom run clubs. They've, some of them have delivered, some of them have sent, so there we go. And Hopefully I think they're drinking from them. 
well. We've got a picture. I know you're not on Twitter, but just get it. No, I logged in um, for two minutes during the Bristol Rovers game just because I wanted to see if I wasn't the only one who was having issues with iFollow. No. And I wasn't. That is a picture of Danny Nicholl with his Tigers gig. Oh, lovely. So there we go. Yeah, um, looking good. Very good. Yeah. Excellent placement for the picture. <laughs> so it's logo dead centre. He's, he's been a shield for a podcast mug before. Definitely. <laughs> um, so obviously what we're going to try and do at this point is have like extra episodes of us Patreons, but like taking notes and things. Mm. Whether it's an interview or whether the Patreons are part of that episode or the stuff that we normally talk about is based on our episodes. So might do some we just talked about ranking and number five and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So yeah. we'll be in touch with them and patrons. Just want to make sure there's some value for money. Exactly. Because obviously now we've got the money out of the way, we could offer a picture, but it's probably easier to get yeah. involved in the episodes and stuff. Yeah, so. I mean I think everybody's gone through lockdown getting rid of the tab and we're gonna want some yeah. more added luxury things. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> we are gonna talk about two games today. Mm. We are going to talk about firstly the Peterborough defeat, yep. and then the Bristol Rovers um, victory. Mm. So, where should we start? Well, I think with the Peterborough game, um, we what we're going to do is we're all, we're going to pick our good and bad points, but because we might not necessarily cover both games in enough enough depth, if we just discuss them as well, good and well. Yeah. We're going to look at both and then kind of highlight what our good and bad things were from the game. So looking at the Peterborough game, um, I don't know how you felt about it, but it just kind of felt like the few issues that we've had so far in the season kind of came home to roost a little bit during that game. I would say, well, I think it's all good. There's a chance there. I mean, we didn't start that game and didn't start mm. some good ones. Yeah, we had a few white cards in the money. We, we had the better of the play. I think we limited them to two shots in the first quarter when we had the other team with like Yeah, I think they did they end up with three on target. Three on target the both stats. two. And they had very few sh- they had about I think they had three times as many shots as they yeah. did. I know that doesn't count for anything or we didn't get the points, but it does suggest that a little bit of flashing was happening there. But it, they'd call it a technical away performance, wouldn't they? I'm sure yeah, well, you know, if if, if we were on the other end of it you'd you would take so that. We, I think we've done that with Peterborough yeah. previously, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, definitely. So there's not a lot you can there and that's elder Peterborough player Kitty. So yeah. that's one of the one of the problems with Flats defending. Yeah, I, I mean the first half started off very well, didn't it, before we get to the, the lax defending. It was yeah. like um we were on top of the game really. Um, and again that has happened in most games this season. You're probably looking at it and thinking we should be further ahead than we were Possibly. going into the break. Um, that's what McCannon said yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd agree with him on that. I think we looked sharp in a lot of our play. Um, we looked like we were going to create opportunity, and we did have a number in you know the first half, Wilkes goals um, included, um, where we we really could have been ahead by more. Um, but then half time comes, we we scored like you say, what is a really really good goal, and you know the the way that the, the we're able to work that and Wilkes drops off his man to find that little pocket of space to be able to shoot. I thought he did very well. Um, it was just that second half. We didn't we didn't really respond to what Peterborough did to kind of change the game in their favour, I didn't think. Yeah, I mean, I thought 
thought first half we were okay. Don't know about you, but yeah, was, you know, comfortable with it. Um, considering they were a good side last year and they've been on a good run, I thought we looked like maybe on top of it might be overdoing it a little bit much. But we, were, you know, we were, I think we certainly deserved to go in ahead. Yeah, we were comfortable in the game. I felt. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, looking at the goal now, but Wilkes does well to. Uh, that's not the goal. That's that not the goal. It's, it's, it over. Yeah, similar. It, it was it was a similar position, wasn't it? Comes think, inside and um, you know he's on his back foot, isn't he? Yeah. Sort of holds it up. Yeah. Um, pops it off into him. Wilkes carries his run on, gets that pocket of space, and sticks it in the box in the corner. Yeah. Um, but it, it was just the sweep from them that mm. made the big difference. I yeah, think, it wasn't did. it? And then that did remind me. I know that we've we've had this before, where McCann's not really liked to talk about the previous season, <laughs> but. It did remind me a little bit of when you come up against a team that's going to be at the top. You beat a Brentford away, don't oh, yeah, up they, in there, weren't they? They looked like they had enough to you know, to want to stop the team. He's looked at that and gone, we need to change it. And he did fairly quickly, and that's when they scored mm. after that. But it was, I mean, and after that, ironically, I, I thought we played our sort of more pressurised football after we conceded the first goal. Yeah, I'd agree with that, yeah. It was just, I mean, that, that sweep that they made was um, to kind of switch it to three, the three at the back, back and yeah. to be able to get overloads in wide areas, which they did really well. Um, and we weren't able to adjust um, to, to cope with that. So their equaliser comes from them getting a man free out wide and Lewis Potter isn't able to get out to him early enough to be able to stop the cross. And then you've got Jacob Greaves who... Um, Clark Harris gets across for the header. Mm. You're probably looking at two things, but I think for me the, the the biggest thing was the inability to stop the cross because that was the the pattern that was developing in the game, and it yeah. was it was that that we didn't really get to grips with. I think. Um, and can you imagine our team with Clark Harris in the middle? <laughs> well, I mean, he took that chance really well. Didn't <laughs> he only he? had one chance, yeah. but he took it. Yeah. That sort of clinical kind of finishing is what you want. And I, th- I think Wilkes and McGuinness have done well this year. I think it's we we have got a very unusual front three. I think mm. we we do have a, a centre forward that doesn't score an awful lot of goals, but allows other players to play a little bit more. That's yeah. the way that we've done that. And when when that nullified, they were trying to lump it up, and it just didn't work. It really. wasn't sticking to him at all, was it? it? Leaves came on after. Yeah, if if anything, we looked a bigger threat at centre forward when Eves came on. I thought. Yeah. Um, so it's we are going to get those games though. Mm. We are going to get those games where we maybe do have to bring in a player from poor positions, poor positions to cross them. I thought Eves could have scored with a header as well. That yeah. was kind of the you could tell he's rusty. He he hadn't been playing for he a, did, while, for a mean, while. He did quite well with it, he, I guess. He, he, he got well to get into that position. Yeah, it's but, a difficult chance. He had a couple actually, with you know where he. He did quite well to, to put himself in goal scoring positions. Yeah. Um it just it's it, he wasn't alone in it, you know, missing chances. I think I've I've made a note of it somewhere mm. where we had we had um uh Wilkes had a couple, Doherty had a couple, uh Smallwood had, had an effort saved. Yeah. Um so he wasn't alone in it, but it is something we can't keep giving teams soft chances and then not taking our own when they come along. Uh, and it, w- I think we're not fortunate because that maybe makes makes it sound like a bigger deal than it has been. But there will be games where that will be uh, the story of the game. Mm. 
unless we're able to suss it out and you know as it was on Saturday. Did you have a, a good kind of piece of equipment? They usually do a good fab and they throw out that they necessarily going to do the same kind of thing today. But did you think it was an outstanding kind of performer or something so better than the rest in game two for us? Um, don't want to sound like a broken record, but it's, it's George Honeyman. I thought was good. Um, He's always trying to make an example. Of yeah, I liked Wilkes. Smallwood as well. Um, I haven't really thought of one to highlight from that no. game. How about yourself? Um, I did think, I think I thought Honeyman was a standout player. I think he's very consistent and he's mm. that's because we're always going to know that he's going to get into that position in that form. Yeah. He's definitely a very confident player. Um, his decision level is very good at it. It looks that way. Um, what, one thing for me, I mean, skipping ahead a little bit to Bristol Rovers, he picked up yeah. Sulu Buck in Bristol Rovers, didn't he? And he's so on four now. Yeah, for the one because he got booked in the cup, but they don't count as a win. Is it one more and he gets a one game ban? Which is yeah. That's yeah. the other thing with Honeyman. He does love a booking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I remember right, the the referee at Bristol Rovers wasn't just Timmy. Oh, I'm sure we'll talk about it. Yeah, I'm sure we will. Um, but that, that I mean, not saying I didn't have a a good to speak about. No, I didn't think Kitty played badly. Um, no, I, I don't think they were terrible. I think no. they just weren't as weren't as on it have been, particularly like Rochdale, that yeah. really put us to the sword, didn't they? It was just that little chances. tweak that we didn't get to grips with, yeah. um, and, and by the time we did it, it, um, it was kind of too late, you know, we'd given people the platform to get back into the game. Yeah. Um, but it was it was a very good performance, and McCann said it himself in comments in you know, a couple of his press opportunities now, that we will play better than that and lose. Yeah. Or, or we'll play worse than that and win sorry yeah 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 i get that so yeah sometimes the performance doesn't get the result and that's just a, a that textbook was, example wasn't that it? was one of those and it's so, going to happen over 46 games isn't yeah. it? but it, the the aspects behind the the performance that we maybe need to sort out are ones that they would have already been aware of anyway we do need to take our chances when they come um and that maybe phase goes into the recruitment the, the phase to really get hold of a proper number nine and somebody who's gonna who's gonna put the ball in the net with, with regularity like you say you know like Mark Harrigan like you don't have somebody that's had that clinical I mean it, it may be that now even with Baxter's injury they are gonna use him more they're gonna Possibly. have to we have so many games yeah you can't just play Baxter for four no. more games because no. he won't be able to cope with it no player can I wouldn't have thought uh, so I think after him scoring I think it's a perfect opportunity to like starting Cup, so I think he deserves to have up there. Yeah, I mean, particularly after um, McGinnis's horrendous error <laughs> for, <laughs> for, for we Bristol. We can laugh Ruff. at it now. We yeah, will. we can laugh at it. We'll come on to that in a minute because yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I think my bad thing came from the Peterborough game. I don't know about yours. Uh, yeah, it was just me. But, um, but I wanted to. It was. It wasn't necessarily all me. I no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that I'm like Callum Elder's been crap for ninety no. minutes. He, he has, he has had his games where he's been poor, but yeah. then he's been outstanding. Yeah, I mean Fleetwood, he was, he was. There's less, a lot of players. Less, play. yeah, less said about he that. He was really missed about position in that. Yeah, he was. Of, but also, like against um, Rochdale, he kind of made mistakes, didn't he? But I thought he did really well. Yeah, he's excellent. He's excellent. Um, Rochdale, particularly, had nothing to be said about that, didn't we? But. Mm. 
my bad thing was was Elders defending for what proved to be Peter as winner. I just thought it was poor, unbelievably poor. Really, I mean to think that their goal came really from us losing the ball in their pit, in their half the pitch, like almost in their defensive third. Yeah, um, we turn it over and were caught in transition and a couple of passes see them afterwards and Elder rather than when the ball works its way out was it Harriet? Uh, no it wasn't it um, was um, Dembele scored yeah who, who put the ball in oh it was Lowe Lowe that's Lowe, it yeah. yeah he did it incomplete but then well he didn't even do it like, Elder the, did it himself run. it was the run he didn't he was too tight yeah he got far too tight and, and then he just let him go by he's tried to nip in and stick Nick the ball off his foot. Where really, because we're in transition, what he needs to do just is hold him up yeah, on there, yeah. hold him up either, on the halfway line, and allow everybody else to recover. That's the foul. Let How did he get that close to him? I'd stay goal side of him. No, but if he's in that position, like if he is too close to him, and he knows he's going to do that, he needs to take him out. Like yeah, he yeah, shouldn't have been that close. Like no, he should have just jockeyed him and slowed him down. But then he takes him out, allows everyone to get back to it, and then Amco just does that little. Yeah, but. I mean, the trouble is, he's got so tight that he's like, once he has spun away from him, he's not allowed himself to recover and, and even yeah. to make that foul. So that was that was my bad thing. I just thought it was a, a naive piece of defending. He was good though that ball. I thought he was good. He was good, but I mean, in in that instance, he was allowed to be. Yeah, um, true. But he didn't take it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, didn't he? Didn't take the ball. No, no. Again, there's, he's, there's still he's a lot. Athlete. He's good for playing. Yeah, yeah. There's still a lot to do once the ball goes across uh, the. The goal or the, the the edge of the penalty area, and they do they do get fortunate with the deflection that carried it in, but it's just a naive piece of defending for me to to give him that space in behind you when you're in transition and you've got a back four that's exposed, which is where we lost the ball. So that was my bad. Yeah. Um. I mean, if we go to the Bristol game mm-hmm. quickly. Yeah. Um. It was bad to start with, wasn't it? We really, we really. <laughs> We shot ourselves in the foot there, didn't we? It was just like, oh god, here we go again. Because again, it was echoes of last season. We just concede so early, and it's just such a farce as a team. Yeah, I don't, I don't swear very often on this. Um, <laughs> no, usually you leave that to me. Yeah, but it was fucking awful. It was <laughs> <laughs> that first half. I, I did not like that first half. It was fucking one, awful. Yeah. One bit. Um, yeah, just watching that was painful. I think you sent me a text that said, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> you know that bit from the office where, where Brent found out he's not going to get that extra like um, yeah. speech again. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. But it was that, wasn't it? It was like, oh, for God's sake, I thought we'd got within a chance. Yeah. The, it was comedy of errors, wasn't it? It was. It wasn't one player should have played the shot. Because I know a lot of people were going, oh, we did it some shit. I well, think that's, that's fair enough. It, that, that, took, that particular play for me was awful. Yeah, have been in that position in the first place. Burke could have cleared it. Doherty don't clear his lines from no. from the corner. What he was doing there, I'm not entirely no. sure. Um, probably easy for him to do. No, it wasn't one of his best games either. Um, he's he's been an ever present lately. He's a bit knackered. Yeah, um, I think I, he could do with like maybe a, a bit either come on from bench or maybe so. And you know, with his goal for Plymouth, probably reason plays six. I, yeah, I'd, I'd give Slater a go. I don't yeah, think he's the player to play six for us. He might have given us something. About, but um, yeah, we've had multiple opportunities really to, to deal with um, the threat, if you call it that, from yeah. a half cleared yeah. corner. Yeah, 
obviously done clear his legs and then the ball's been worked back in towards our goal. Uh, Reese Burke doesn't shift his feet properly to, to you know, clear and make a hash of it and somehow ends up pinging him into Josh McGinnis so he's playing sweeper for some reason. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I said we can laugh at him now because he's yeah, won. Like, you, you look back and you go, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like Honestly. a, a lack of day behind the defence. Yeah, and just made an awful hash of it. Um, two minutes in, it was... Kind of like Tommy Peepy on the ball. Yeah, it really was. It really was. <laughs> he just tommy it right in the corner. <laughs> like, oh, who are we playing? <laughs> Fucking Gary Gold for Sunday League. <laughs> yeah, it might as well have been when the rest of them played like yeah. Billy Gold. No, it wasn't. But obviously after an awful start, we came in mid-trick and substitution. This is one of the things I wanted to talk about. Mm. You did as well. Yeah, he's my good for the week. It's not often that we used to talk about the kind of the positive light for substitutions because we always used to say that he changed one person at a time Mm. and effectively he didn't change the system where it needed to be changed. He changed personnel and then that player had no effect and it was still match or game or whatever. Yeah. This was very different, wasn't it? Yeah, it felt that way. I mean, by the time he makes those changes, I felt like we were getting on top of the game anyway. Um, so we we have just watched Gary Gold score. Oh, whoever he had up, we you know, he is. We he scored see. for Bristol. I don't care, to be honest, who it was. I don't know if there was one fan there just clapping with a mask on. I don't know if it's a sub warming up or whatever. It must be his staff. Must have that. But we've just seen that goal back and it just stopped me in my tracks. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, we were already getting top on top of the game um, in that second half. You probably... Just it's worse every, every time, time you watch it. Yeah, he puts it through gets, by McGuinness. So. It just gets worse. Oh, no, and it's worse. the wrong end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, With assist. Probably towards the end of the first half, we were, you know, in the ascendancy. But my perception of it was so coloured by the first 25, 30 minutes where everything was rushed, it felt to me. There was no composure in our performance. Um, so it was. Yeah. We were getting on top of it. Um, felt like our front three didn't have particularly good first halves. Yeah, I thought it was poor. Um, Adelikin. Yeah. He's been, he, he started off really well, didn't he? That goal against Plymouth was excellent. But he has he, he looks like somebody who hasn't played football for an awful long while. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, we said last week in the book on news that he's an inconsistent player anyway. Yeah. And having played well against um, Peters, I thought he didn't have a bad game. No. Um, no, no. When he when he came in um, against Bristol, though, we had to do him in late. You know, did it actually justify getting the start? No, and then obviously. But that's you know you don't just want to focus on him, do you? Because no. McGuinness was poor. I didn't think Wilkes had a good first half. No. Um, and very frustrating in the way that he can be, where he's a very head down player, doesn't look for opportunity. Passing. He does still have that in his game. He's got better though, hasn't he? Dropping down a level. Well, it, pro- it probably means that he's, he's there's, there's times where he does it are less costly. Yeah. And then, of course, it, we're seeing on the replay now we could have, could have conceded just before half-time. Yeah, we'd, we'd sort of recovered within the game, last 10 minutes of the half, and then we nearly gave away another opportunity with their, uh, right, you know, right on two two minutes to play on, on the clock, probably something like that. Device yeah. slipped. I mean, they, they should take that chance there. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah, but that, was, that was a clear-cut chance. Ingram not really made for work in the end. No. He's got gout, but no. he's not he's he's made it easy for himself to go in there and put it in the post. 
obviously them bringing in Scott Lewis as part of that team is great, but that's First time I think in a long while I don't know there was some stat knocking about but it was one of the time I think in the FA Cup the recent time that all the teams have been injured so oh, okay. there was a specific stat that I can't remember exactly but a bit what a general city stat yeah, city stat right. yeah so there was four injuries in the city in the FA Cup so all the injuries we can score what was it like 1908 oh, okay. yeah I remember that one um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we remember that. <laughs> but the other one was, I think it was early 2000s in the FA Cup. Right. Um, but this that's the first time, or one of the only times this year, where all the injuries have actually scored. Oh, okay. So, after so I think that was both of our goods for this week, yeah, wasn't it? It was. It was a I mean, you, uh, you just wanted to highlight substitutions, yeah. but I thought... Um, you wanted to highlight McCann. I wanted to highlight McCann, yeah, because yeah. I think we we can be critical of him. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes you know, it's we justified, have, we, and sometimes we've yeah. said, no, fair play, he's, he's done well there. Yeah. I think we were maybe critical of him for the the Peterborough game, where, like you said, we we didn't really do enough to kind of alter things to prevent Peterborough getting that foothold in the game and their their little tweaks, getting players wide. It, it didn't really respond to it, but he was on the front foot for this one, and he made three attacking changes. I think you know, were it left to me, I'd have been like Jose Mourinho said to Tottenham last night, like I wanted to make eleven changes at half time. Yeah, like, I, there wasn't anybody who you would think. Sticking hand up and saying I've been playing well, so I did just when we're talking about good, I did just want to say something about Luke Potter. Yeah, because he's yeah. coming in at ninety minutes. And he's such a little lad. <laughs> he's got a powerful head on him and scores a lot of headers, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. McCann said that, hasn't he? You know, he's, he's better in the air than people give him credit for. But the ball in from Emmanuel, from Emmanuel was fantastic. Couldn't have put that in any better place. Just right on his forehead. He's still got a lot to do. Deliveries in the first half have been good as well. Oh, I know, considering it was something that we said that we needed to, <laughs> to work on and improve the quality. Poor. Yeah. But it obviously there was that that turned into a turning point in the match, really, wasn't it? The Where reds went down. The triple dub definitely was, you know, it all came from there. Um the way he just like neck muscles it right in the corner. That's perfect. Keeper anywhere else would be the same thing. Yeah. Anywhere I, to the left, that's wide. It did feel like one of those goals as well where it's like, okay, there's going to be more to come here because at that point in the game, we were comfortably on top. And we spoke about it before we started recording. We didn't really think an awful lot for Bristol Rovers. No. Um, they were, you know, fortunate to find themselves 1-0 up. But then didn't really, I suppose, too many other problems in the game. Everything we did seemed to be... Didn't really feel nervous second half, did you? Like, Not really. It was like... We did against <laughs> Plymouth, we felt a bit nervous. Yeah. It was only 1-0 up and they did just like to score and score, score. Just bodies on the line and then throw them over the top. And it wasn't like that in this game. No, every the opportunities that they had, we, we presented to them rather than the other way around, I thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and I just personally want to um, talk about the next section. Um, I can't quite remember the name of it. Maybe we'll come back to it quickly. But uh, Eves. Mm. Um, yeah, I was pleased for him. I was very pleased. You did make a list of things that I didn't think he was going to miss. <laughs> I um, didn't. <laughs> I was a bit nervous. But I was really delighted to make that goal he scored for us. And I want to say the last time he scored for us. February. February. Was that the last time he scored in the league? He scored in... Um, he scored at Rotherham, didn't he? He scored at Rotherham, yeah. Um, which wasn't in February. That was January. That was but January. His last goal was in February. 
can with him in the middle of the top six. But, but yeah, I mean, he, he only scored four in the league last yeah. year, didn't he? I think. So that's I'm still not. You'll never convince me that that Middlesbrough goal is him. No. <laughs> well, the Chef Wednesday one was. That yeah. Was very good. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, he, he had a positive impact, and then he did running on him, great ball into Regan Slade, who what proved to be the winner. Yeah, yeah. Good composure, and then probably more composed than any any one of us was watching him finish his own goal. Yeah. Um. But yeah, pleased for him. I think you know he's had a difficult start, so good for him to to be coming on, making impacts in games, and it'll do him the world of good because you can tell he's the kind of guy that plays on the confidence he gets on goal. Okay, so uh, new section now. It's only a little one for now. Brand spanking new. Brand spanking new, yeah. With Anchor, this is what this is for, Diz. Um, Lots of fancy equipment that none of us get. We have the opportunity to use voice messages. So basically, on the Twitter, I've put a link. You click on it, and then you can voice record what you think from the game, and we can use it in the episode a bit like Radio Humberside. A little bit. Only without people who haven't watched the game screaming <laughs> to tell Dainsy what they thought. No, I didn't watch did, the did, game. Did you, watch, did you watch the game today, Jeff? <laughs> no, I didn't watch Burnsy. I, I was cutting the grass <laughs> and that, but yeah. <laughs> but it sounded like. But it sounded absolutely <laughs> shit. And I think that manager needs to go. That's usually how it is, isn't it? It could have been right last season, though. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> They'll probably still say it now. I don't know. I haven't listened to no, the no coverage anymore, obviously. No. So, anyway. We uh, digress. We, di- we digress, as usual, which is what we do with the podcast. So, we've, uh, we've had a, a few few sent in. It's the first time we've done this. So, firstly, we've got Danny Nicholl. Uh, this was his reaction after the Peterborough game. So, we, obviously, we had done this a bit after the Bristol one. Um, it's difficult with two games in a week, mm, isn't it? But yeah. this was after the defeat. So, we'll go with Danny first. And he had this to say. Feel for the lads today. We should have come over all three points, in my opinion. We had massive amount of possession throughout the whole game. We played some brilliant football. Just a lack in concentration gives them the equaliser. And we didn't take our chances. Never mind, on to Tuesday. We'll go again. Right, so there we go. Now, I think, really, that was kind of echoing some of what we were saying, wasn't it? Not taking our chances being the main one. I yeah. Think. Um, and actually, I think I agree with what he said. We did play much better in the second half. It's really ironic that when we could have scored, we were playing better football in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had Lee Walker. He had this to say. thought we deserved something from the game yesterday, at least a draw. But 18 points from the first eight games, can't complain at all. And another day, the chances might have gone in. Up the Tigers. Very positive. Yeah. This is not like Radio Unbeside. No, it's not. <laughs> this <laughs> is like Radio Unbeside in an alternate reality. Where <laughs> uh, so, cheers, Danny and uh, Lee, for that. And then we've got this. He was a this is this next one was a yes on our podcast after the Wigan game. This has gone viral, hasn't it? Yeah. Uh, old Grandpa Joe. <laughs> He's still going. He's doing all his previews and his reviews and everything else. Still going else. in his old age. Still going in his old age. In his dosage. I'm not sure how, how old Joe is. He's not an old man. He's, he's not, definitely not a grandpa. He's definitely not. But maybe he just moans like the grandpa. Maybe that's where the nickname <laughs> comes from. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. It's like he's an old, set in his ways, moaning. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to tell us, you know, like, 
where does that name come from and how old that guy is because we still don't know. Um, but anyway, he had this to say. It is slightly longer. Um, okay. This is very, this this could be like his on his YouTube video, <laughs> but it's always entertaining anyway. So Joe had this to say after Peterborough. Well, <laughs> I think we were a bit unlucky in that one. Um, we played well first half. It was a very even game, but quite scrappy at the same time. Scored the goal. And we needed to take the chances, but we didn't. That's been the problem this season. We've had to cling on to games because we've not taken chances. Got unlucky with the deflection. We deserved something from the game. But I, th- and I really do think that we could have done with someone like a Clark Harris in this team who can just finish chances very easily every week consistently. I've been old Grandpa Joe. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> bye bye. Brilliant. I love him. He's great. Uh, it's such a Mick Foley cheap pop. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> um, without really planning that, it, he's kind of said what we were talking about about having somebody like. Yeah, Harris exactly. Yeah. He, is, he is right in what he said. Yeah. He, just, he needed one chance and he didn't score. That mm. was it. We didn't really have a fifth man. Uh, not that I remember. Um, anyway, that was enjoyable. Mm. Um, first first few listeners to the Creeps Club show. So if you want to do that after the game against Swindon, uh, which we will talk about shortly yes. after all of this, um, we will put the link up on the socials if you want to get involved and send us a message. It goes straight to our cloud and then we can use it. Yeah, good to hear from people. Good to hear from people. Yeah. Always a positive there as well, all of them. None of us are yeah. slagging anybody off. Yeah. We're just saying should be better. That's all right. Yeah. No negative Nellies <laughs> ringing to Radio Underside. Uh, you know, if negativity is justified, I'm all about it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But it's not when you've not watched the game. Then. No. no. Well, it's bloody shocking, isn't it? <laughs> um, what was, so. What was the expression that Burnsy said in um, Richard Arden's book? Somebody was so excited when they rang in the radio homicide that they were going home for four Yorkshire puddings and a wank or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things that you've just reminded me, because um, obviously we had Richard Arden on at the start of the season um, to talk about, well, lot City, but obviously his book as well, mm-hmm. um, Decade, etc. Please have the chance if you can pick it up if you've not read it already. Um, he's obviously got behind the Chilo thing, yeah. Bit, which we probably should. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. Uh, which we probably should kind Briefly. of mention now because there's a nice link into it. Obviously, there's there's been all sorts on social media. It was um, Fran Wagstaff, wasn't it, who originally put the Chilo puddings in the book. Yes. Um, and this makes it nice to be a City fan with this because the reaction to everything that they. It's one of those things where. Um... The good news stories that have come out of the club in recent years have, have really been fan driven. Definitely. Um and, and not to say that, you know, Chris Chilton's family having to appeal for, for funds to you know, support his care is a good news story, but the response yeah. to it has been um really encouraging, I think, and it's great to see, you know, the community in, in which um Chris Chilton um, made his life and had such an impact scoring two hundred and twenty two goals for Old City. Um, which is something that's you know not going to be surpassed in our lifetime. Oh, I wouldn't have thought. Um, it's great to see that that people still have that affection for him and, and are still willing to to come out and 
you know, do the bit um, at a time in his in his life where he needs that help. I think it's it's a really good thing to see. And of course, you know, credit to the club as well because they've got around it. They're they're launching a new uh, limited edition range of um, leisure wear. I think. Yeah. Um, the two hundred and twenty-two collection. Yeah. Um, I did obviously. I was probably did a little bit of analysis. <coughs> I Rich Garden messaged me as he did with lots of other people who kind of are active on social media and such things. Yeah. And he said, you know, this is going up. Please share it. Let's try and get this up as soon as we can. I'm also going to try and talk to the club about it. Right. Um, and I'm not sure it was he talked to the club because obviously the wear up, like Grant McCann, for example, banged in hundred quid, didn't he? I don't know. I've he not did, seen yeah. it. Yeah. So when you you see the donor. Uh, okay. um, so when obviously well, I went to donate when I'd done mine the club's mine and I passed it up to Mr Grant McCann for £100 yeah. um, and obviously he's got no real ties to Chiller and is obviously ambassador of the club so fair play for doing that but mm. there were talks with the club going on for a couple of days and then obviously Richard said there is something to it but it's I have to not mention it because I don't think it's So that'll be something I'll be supporting. I haven't made a donation yet, but I will be because I know that Chris Chilton was always my dad's favourite player. Yeah. Um, he always told me that he was the player that he wanted to be in the player ground. Um, well, he can't be in the player ground. No, no. So, so I'll be... Hundred, uh, well, go score two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that probably had a little bit to do with it. You know, <laughs> you know what kids are like. Yeah, well, so obviously that's... It's, it's not necessarily a positive news story, as you say, because he's having to where yeah, he needs the help from somebody. Having to endure horrendous um, bad health and you know his thoughts go out to his family because it's, it's it's an awful thing to have to watch somebody go through. But at the same time, it must be really uplifting to see. It the must be. It must be to yeah. see the, the the community. Because we're at over twenty six thousand now, isn't it? Twenty seven thousand seven hundred and seventy six of them. Yeah. And uh, within two hours of being launched, it was over like four grand. Or yeah, it's an absolute mental. an amazing response, especially in. Time where people are having that, yeah, yeah. Because I know Rich Gardner had said, you know, even if you can't donate, share it, make sure the people can see it. Because it wasn't necessarily everybody should donate, but I think everybody thinks that this is a good cause mm. and this is, you know, people can get behind. So yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, so that's again, it's not necessarily a positive story, but it's an overwhelming positive support and reaction from people who've made it. So it's positive. Yeah. So that's a good thing to mention. Um, if we just go on to our numbers, mm. your number was. My number's four, which is not for the four Yorkshire puddings and wang. And I said, was it the amount of stone overweight that that ref was against, <laughs> <laughs> against Bristol Rovers? Capital D over there. Uh, no, it wasn't him. It wasn't about him. The, <laughs> I didn't want to give him any more attention than he seemed to want to give himself, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> God, League One referees. Didn't oh, you God, miss we're going to have to get used to this, aren't we? Yeah. Because they are. But no, the four refers to um, the number of times under Grant McCann um, that we have conceded the first goal and yet gone on to win. To win. Um, so only four times we've done that, which of course we did against Bristol Rovers mm-hmm. um, midweek. Yep. Um, definitely do celebrate that. Uh, we have, if anybody's interested, conceded the first goal under Grant McCann a total of 32 not many of them are this season, to be fair. <laughs> no. Uh, we've done pretty well, haven't we? Actually? Yeah, we have, but just to give that some context, that four, that fourth come from behind win, um, Tade, 
tell the petrol man to go grab the petrol car. Maybe not that far. Um, I don't know if he'll go as young as he did in the EFL Trophy, but I think there are players in the in the, the first team who have been on the bench and left out of squads that can do some minutes in the later part of the season and see if they make I think my age is a fair bit to start that way. Yeah. Last two games have been postponed through coronavirus, haven't they? Yeah, they started started the season well, got two wins, but then they've just been crap. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's to do with injuries or. or I think I think they won they won League Two as much as you can win League Two last year. I think there's always going to be an asterisk on teams in a final position in League One and League Two like this. Yeah. Say that without intending any disrespect, that that's the way I see it. You can never fully 
would have panned out, but whatever they've decided that Swindon have done enough to be awarded the League Two Championship. Um, but they've come up, and, and I think one of the things that a lot of people won't realise is that they have lost uh, three players who've contributed a lot of goals. Um, they've lost Owen Doyle, Jerry Yates, and uh, Keshi Anderson, if I can read my own handwriting. Owen Doyle's a big one there. Yeah, he's gone to Bolton, but yeah. between them, those three players scored 44 goals for Swindon last season, which any team Jeez. to lose that number of goals out of you... Especially when you don't get the Yeah, mad. yeah. So to lose that, I mean, it's 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 a big ask for stepping up. As, as, as you know, we've said, and, and we've seen down the years for City fans, there's not necessarily a biggest gap between League 2 and League 1, but if you're losing players of you know that quality and with that goal return, you are going to struggle. Um, but one thing that they have done, they've played, I think, four games at home and they've won two of them Yeah, and, and lost the other two. So they're fairly inconsistent, but can turn up on their day. Yeah, yeah. But again, I mean, feeding into the unknown and like you say, the fact that they've, they've not played for two weeks, they've, they've probably not been able to train. Um, who knows what players they'll have available to them Um, yeah, Swindon, we haven't won them. Uh, five of our last seven meetings haven't won at the county ground since 1990. Um, soon after that, they went up to the Premier League, didn't they? I remember they were. Yeah, they were, they were in the Premier League. Two, I mean, three years later, weren't Led they? Hoddle player manager and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we haven't played them since 2005, so how much is it to say, like you say, we've not won there in 10 years? I think that's a fair assault as yeah. well. It's sad that that's not even in the same league or even no, it's one of those things that you seem to get in the difference in coverage at this level. Um, whereas if you're in the Premier League or the Championship, match previews tend to focus more on the county games they've actually been. Yeah. But if you're in the lower leagues, in their this, last yeah, this silly <laughs> stat, you know, I can't be asked to look into this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just filing a report. Well, I think it was linked to what we said last week. Remember we talked about um, every single league one manager in every league said the same thing. Yeah. And that was the same with uh, Bristol Rovers. I know. <laughs> yeah. Don't think they deserve to win the game. What? Yeah. You didn't deserve to win it. We were shit at first <laughs> half. Jesus Christ, you're terrible. Yeah, at least we improved within the That's game. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, it's what, Swindon 22nd? Yeah. Um, so one that really you should be thinking League 2 would, would come away with a win they've, they've not they have played three games haven't they they have they have but again that's, they that's have, the cancellation but I mean we can only go on what we know they've lost the last five alright that includes a game in the EFL trophy yeah um, yeah and how much we've just got back from that yeah it, we've only had one game from that as well which is inconsistent really yeah yeah. yeah but you know so they're not in the best of form we're doing you know we're steady away probably better than steady away for me, it's something I would expect us to be coming out on the right side of. Definitely. Um, there's also a first. We've got. I had the opportunity to ask Tommy a question in the Team Express conference yesterday. Do you use conditioner, Tom? Didn't ask that. A missed opportunity. What, what particular <laughs> brand of shampoo do you <laughs> frequent, sir? Is it Timothy? <laughs> Is it Pair <Pan> Ten? <laughs> no, I asked him. Probably <laughs> I basically asked him what the um, atmosphere in the dressing room was like now compared to because obviously he's one of the players that was there last season and he's got an awful game that they had. Um, and this is what he had to say 
about that? Um, I, I would say, you know, obviously after pre-season, you, you get sort of fresh faces in the group, which definitely changes the environment. People leave, people people come and go, you know, and and whether good or bad, it, bringing new faces and changes in environment, and people we've brought in have changed the environment. I'll put that down to a lot of, you know, the, the recruitment's been it's been great. Um, and again, it's, I, th- I just think it's nice to be in a team that's winning. It makes such a difference when you when you win games and then you come into work that week, as opposed to losing the game and then you come into work. Um, and you know, unfortunately, when you when you're losing one or two, three games on the bounce, it's hard to get out of that rut. It is hard. Um, so you know, in terms of this season, how is the atmosphere different? I just think uh, uh, probably a collaboration of new faces. Results going our way, um, and you know it sounds as cheesy as cliche as anything, but just being positive. Fair. Mm-hmm. Spoke quite well. Yeah, um, yeah. And I know you've done some stuff with the city website as well. That yeah, I, that did make me laugh. There was a couple of jokes in there when somebody asked him, the, the guy interviewing asked him, you know, what it was going to be like going down to Wiltshire. Yeah. Um, and he, Tommy was like, well, you know, it's going to be difficult just getting down to Middle Earth in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is he on about? Oh, Wiltshire, the Shire. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know when I'd seen McCann talking, he'd gone from last time we, we went um, to Bristol last season, we pretty much blew. <laughs> right. And then won't be able to do that this year, I last, assume. Obviously, this week, we went to Coaches, we did a talking about and it had to be separate coaches. Management yeah. and staff can't be in the same. So the players and, and staff are separate coaches. Yeah, logistically, it sounds yeah, like a bit, it of, a sounds a bit of a nightmare. So we're talking about that, and, and this <laughs> we asked Tom Reid, uh, how was the uh, journey back? Because usually when you win, like the coach is bound to be there. And he basically said, it was long. <laughs> it was really, really long. <laughs> so it was like the first, first you know, half an hour to an hour, everyone's proper buzzing. And then it's just like, Obviously, we, this should be a game we should be winning. I think so. Yeah. Um, I just hope we turn up with the second half attitude for the, for the game rather than the first and start strong. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're still learning together at this level, aren't they? So hopefully, yeah. if McCann said it himself that this team's going to get better, hopefully we will see that and we start to put those defensive errors out and start to really put teams away when when they've got the opportunity. Yeah. Start to win back. Saturday. So. Uh, no, I was just going to say about the Chris Chilton stuff that we've spoken about. Yeah. That, so, you know, just a flash reminder if you can yeah, go and join us. I need to. Yeah. I have done so. Uh, let's try and get to 30 grand, I suppose. That's yeah. the next big milestone, isn't it, for, yeah. for the funds? Um, we've obviously, obviously with, with Anchor, we've got stats of who wins in what country. Uh, the top five, it changes each time. It only actually shows you 20. Shows you twenty, but the top five currently we've got the UK, then the US, then Ireland, right, then Norway, then Australia. So the top five countries in in that order. Still waiting for Chad. Well, fingers crossed, Chad comes in. <laughs> <laughs> it will at some point. Surely, surely Hopefully. there's at least Hopefully. one city fan in Chad. Yeah. If you know anybody at the Chad Tourism Board, tell them to get in touch. <laughs> 
and obviously we've got one game to look forward to, mm-hmm. and then it's FA Cup, so we'll probably talk about that next week. Yeah. Uh, bang off Joey Barton again. Can't mean to do the round again. <laughs> <laughs> Joey Barton just should tell fucking change my mind. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> um, so this has been the first time we've been really prepared since Dave Joey Ward with the new microphone setup there, Rick. So. Obviously, next week may not be the same as this. No. Uh, work schedules and government regulations are what they are. But yeah. uh, we will certainly uh, record, be recording next week and we'll be able to talk about this. So, until then, Forza. Forza. See ya.